Hi, and welcome to The Lonely Triathlete. I am The Lonely Triathlete, Todd Sauter. Happy to have you along with me today. You know, as triathletes, we own a lot of gear. Just think about the amount of gear that we own. I consider myself not a minimalist, but I don't invest in a lot of gear that I don't find real utility for. So I figured that I probably had less gear than a lot of other people. And I prepared for this show. I've been thinking about all the gear that I use, and it is a lot. Certainly way more than I used to use when I first started in triathlon. And that's the good news, is if you're just starting out, you you need very, very, very little. In fact, I'd say 90% of the gear that I use is not necessary at any level. Most of it is for comfort, and some of it is for increased uh, performance, but the vast majority you don't actually need to use. But I will say, a lot of the gear I do use, I love, and I can't really think about going back to the days when I didn't use it. So I thought, just for fun, we'll take a trip down memory lane and uh, start with the three disciplines and talk through the type of gear that I love using. And maybe you use the same gear and you like the same gear. Maybe you use different gear and you like different gear. That's all good. But I'm just going to show you, share with you my thoughts on the subject. Now, before I get into it, I will say there is valid criticism of triathlon for being a rich man's sport. Um, you know, for certain people, because they have the money, they can buy certain stuff to make themselves go faster. Now, I think that that's probably true in the professional ranks when their training um, and recovery and nutrition is maximized, then of course they can buy seconds with um, better equipment. But honestly, for the people listening to this podcast, we're not professionals. We can make up minutes, tens of minutes in our triathlon performance, if we so care to, by losing some weight, getting in the gym and getting stronger in certain ways, training more, training smarter, eating better, sleeping better, right? There is so much more advantage to doing the main stuff well than any one or two pieces of tech or gear are going to give you. Just that's my experience in 20 plus 25 years in the sport. So let's get into this. Uh, let's go a little bit out of order and let's just start with the run. I used to think that the run required the least amount of equipment. All You don't even need shoes. I mean, there are barefoot runners out there, right? So you need a pair of shorts just because of local nudity laws. And you don't even need a shirt. You don't need the glasses. You don't need a hat. I mean, yes, can you get sunburned? Yes, 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 yes. But really... At its basics, running requires not much gear or technology. Then why the heck do I have so much? Because it's all about comfort. Let's start with the shirt. Back in the day, and I'm totally dating myself here. Back in the day, I went to a marathon, watched a marathon before I got into triathlon, before I even got into running at all. And I saw people coming across the finish line with these long streaks of red down from their nipples, down to their waistband. And I thought it was a design, a shirt design. Oh, like a red stripe. And then I realized, no, that's blood. There is blood 
pouring off these people's bodies. Where's the blood coming from? It looks like it's coming from their nipples. Yes, there was a day where people ran in cotton t-shirts and when they got wet and they got sticky and they would sit there and rub, 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 rub on your nipples and chafe them and cause them to bleed. So I was told in the early days of my running, make sure you put band-aids on your nipples. And then they came up with nip guards and all sorts of stuff to prevent your nipples from chafing and bleeding. That's just horrible, horrible. So now I run in technical t-shirts only, right? Moisture wicking, they've got lots of names to them, but a technical light t-shirt, no more bleeding nipples, no chance of that. Just, it's a piece of gear that I absolutely love and completely um, take for granted. But there was a day when we didn't have them. So technical sheet t-shirt, technical socks. Again, I've run in cotton socks, usually in the winter. Eh, you know, they get wet, they get heavy. They're not the most comfortable, but nothing beats a nice light pair of technical socks in the summer for when it's nice and hot out. They're anti-blister, anti-chafing, anti-sweat, anti-stink. Anti these things are like gold. So I could not run without a technical shirt and technical socks anymore. On the subject of chafing and bleeding, body glide. Hello, where were you in my life all those years ago? It's a lubricant. I'm sure there are many other lubricants out there, but this is a very popular lubricant in Canada. And I tell you, just like Frank's hot sauce, I put that crap everywhere. I take my body glide and I get it, <clears throat> pardon me, I get it into my groin, in down the side of my thighs, in and amongst my hoo-ha, like everywhere. I just get myself loaded with body glide so I don't have any chafing, especially on those long, hot runs. Especially good for around the neck uh, when you're swimming and you're Wetsuit maybe rubs on your neck a bit in the armpits. Um, hey, I just figured this out a couple of years ago. Toes. Who would have thought that it would feel so good to have slimy toes? But it does. So before I go for my runs, I get my body glide out. I just jam it in around the top of my toes, the bottom of my toes, in between my toes. Oh, it's a fantastic piece of gear and technology. Uh, a light hat. It's uh, You can run in any hat, but a nice light dry fit hat or a nice technical hat is just lighter, feels better. This is all about comfort, right people? All about comfort. Nice light hat. Glasses, sunglasses. A nice light pair of sunglasses. They don't have to be expensive. I've owned the $300 pair of Oakleys and loved them, but then Two years later, the frames kind of get scratched and now you're out a $300 pair of sunglasses. You can easily find 30, 40, $50 pairs of sunglasses that still look cool and work great and are super, super light. Why is light important? Well, I remember way back in the day, my first pair of running sunglasses were, I think they're by Bausch & Lomb. Maybe they're from Timex. Did Timex make sunglasses? I don't know. Let's call it Bausch & Lomb. And they were Iron Man sunglasses and they looked cool and they were mirrored and they were silver and they looked great. Problem was they were wireframe and they were very, very heavy 
and after 10 minutes on the bridge of my nose, it felt like someone was taking needle nose pliers and just squishing the top, the bridge of my nose and yanking my skin back and forth. It was terrible. So a nice light pair of sunglasses is a fantastic piece of tech. Bluetooth earbuds. Oh, now listen, I am a purist. I tend to run without music or I tended to run without music. I thought there was a problem with people who needed music to run because, you know, running is a, is a religious experience and everyone needs to listen to their bodies. And I still believe in that. I still believe there's a time and a place for, you know, a 30 or 45 an hour long run with no music and just your own mind. I think that's a fantastic experience, but Hey, long runs can be boring. I get it. And having some music or having a podcast to listen to while you're running is fantastic. And for the longest time I had wired earbuds and they would, you know, get caught in my arms and rattle around my neck. I didn't like it. Then I got the Bluetooth earbuds with a, like a strap to connect them, which was better than the wired ones, but it still had this strap and it would still kind of bug me a bit. Now I have, you know, like they'll have AirPods. I have a different brand, but I have true wireless earbuds. I feel completely free of wires. I can listen to my favorite podcasts or music and I absolutely love it. Okay, last piece. No, not last piece. I said this was running. This is where I actually have the most gear. This is the craziest thing. I, I didn't think I had more than three things on me when I went for a run. Now I realize everything I wear is is ex excessive and uh, and not necessary. But I do love it. It is um, a heart rate monitor and GPS watch. I love data. I just love collecting data. Probably half the time I don't look at the data. I want to be better at that, but hey, it is what it is. Um, but I love the GPS element of my watch so I can see exactly where I've run on the map. I love sharing that with my friends. I like seeing where they've run. It's just a really cool feature of today's uh, running watches. And of course, my heart rate so I can see my paces. I can see my, my effort levels. It really is a critical piece of technology that I think helps me in my training and makes running a lot more fun. Totally. 100% unnecessary, but um, something I really like. A two bottle water bottle holder that I put around my waist for my long runs. I have not seen these in the last 10 years. I think I might have purchased the last available two bottle holder. It's made of neoprene, very comfortable, very wide on the low back. I cinch it up nice and tight. So there's not too much bouncing, even with two full 750 mil bike bottles in the back of that thing. Um, and crucial for long, long, hot runs. I don't know how people run them with these little flasks that hold like eight ounces of gel. Like, where is your liquid, people? I don't get it. I used to scout out my run route beforehand and take really cold Gatorade bottles and throw them in the bushes every 5K. And then remember as I was running, oh yeah, there's a Gatorade bottle in that bush and I would grab it and drink it and run with it and toss it and get another one 5k later and toss it and get another one and then take my car and collect all the empties. It was quite the, quite the process. But now I just shove them into this, into this water bottle holder, sits on my low back, easy. Cushy shoes, another piece of gear. I absolutely love my cushy cushy shoes. Now, some people don't like cushy shoes. 
they like the more firm. Hey, teach their own. I like to feel like I'm running on clouds. So I've got some super cushy shoes. Makes my life nice and easy. A good light rain jacket. Like where I live, you don't get nice sunshine all the time. You get fall, wind, and rain. So a nice light, light rain jacket with venting on the side so you don't overheat. Critical for having a fantastic run in comfort. Running tights. Once the temperature here dips below, I'd say below 12 degrees Celsius, 10 degrees Celsius. What's up in Fahrenheit? Oh man, am I going to try this? Fahrenheit, uh, 450, 50 Fahrenheit, somewhere in there. When it gets around those temperatures, a nice pair of running tights makes all the difference in the world for getting outside. And finally, finally, a good headlamp for running at night. Uh, you don't need it, but then you might just run off the road into the ditch if you can't see where you're going. So having a nice headlight, very critical for safety. So let me count up these pieces of gear I just talked about. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's like a dozen pieces of running gear. And here this whole time I thought I ran with next to nothing. Turns out I run with almost everything. <laughs> now let's go into the bike. What kind of gear do I really love on the bike? Well, pretty much comes down to three things. And the number one of all is a nice, comfortable saddle. It took me years and years to find a saddle that felt okay. In my opinion, riding on the bike for longer than an hour never feels good. Um, if you happen to be the type of person that can ride for multiple hours, and not feel like your sit bones are being pummeled with a with a cobbler's hammer, please let me know what saddle you're using. Honestly, email me at the, the lonelytriathlete at gmail.com. Tell me what saddle you're using because I've tried probably in my 25 years, I've probably tried eight, 10 different bike saddles. I finally found the Adamo. It's a split nose saddle. Uh, and also it's a, a short nose saddle. So it, it's not the typical long, what you would think of as a, as a bike saddle. It's like half the, half the length and split down the middle. So your, your, uh, your soft bits can, uh, get some pressure relief. So having a good bike saddle is critical for me. Um, a halo headband. I just recently picked up one of these things, all these years of sweat pouring into my eyes and I felt badass because of it but it was irritating well no more I have a halo headband you can look it up online it's just a thin piece of fabric with a bit of a rubber ridge to it that directs the sweat away from your eyebrows and down your temples down your cheeks and I'd say they work about 90% as advertised 90% of that sweat is directed away from my eyeballs that used to pour straight into them. So a good headband, sweat headband in the bike is critical, as well as a GPS head unit with some power cranks. I love this tech, but only if it worked. It doesn't really work. I've got some really good power cranks and I bought a Garmin, uh, Garmin Edge 130 plus. Um, and it just doesn't, it doesn't keep the power signal consistently. And I'm just too, 
frustrated to troubleshoot it right now, but maybe next year I'll have to figure out what's going on. But let's just assume that it worked. I would love that gear. It doesn't really work, but I still love the gear. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to the swim. Now you would think for swimming, you need like nothing. If you lived on a tropical island, you could literally go swimming naked. You need nothing and you'd be fine. But we don't all live on tropical islands. So what kind of gear do I love when I'm swim training? Well, a wetsuit clearly helps where I live. A nice, but not just any wetsuit, a triathlon specific wetsuit where the arms feel good. You might have to try out a couple different brands, but I had a wetsuit for 20 years that I thought was amazing until I bought my latest one this year and realized for 20 years, my shoulders hurt. And I thought they just hurt because they're not, my shoulder muscles aren't the best for swimming. I don't know. Turns out the neoprene was a little tight on the shoulder. So every time I take a stroke, I was resisting the neoprene. Uh, this new wetsuit that I got, they have some new design where I don't even feel like I'm wearing arms on this wetsuit. So that makes all the difference in the world. Love a wetsuit where my shoulders don't hurt. A swim boy, critical for swimming in the ocean where I live because there are boats around and maniacs on jet skis. And if they can't see me, I might get uh, hit in the head. So I have this big orange uh, swim boy that I blow up, it goes around my waist, floats in behind me. It doubles as a dry bag. So if I happen to have keys or wallet, um, what have you, I can just throw it into this thing and it stays dry as well as secure because it's with me so no, nobody can steal it on the beach. I feel so safe swimming out in the ocean with this big orange boy towing behind me. And I don't feel it behind me. I don't even know it's there. As long as you put it around your waist nice and snug, you won't even know it's there. So that, that's a huge thing for swimming. Nose clips. Nose clips. I'm a wimp. I get it. Uh, I have to have nose clips on or I will suck pool water or salt water straight up my nose, down my throat. I'll choke and I'll drown. I love, love, love my nose clips. I actually came out of the water once and somebody said, what's that thing that, you're, that you have on your nose? Or I guess I had it in my mouth. What's that thing that you have in your mouth? And I, I felt stupid for about three seconds and I went, they're nose clips. Oh. It's like I'm a synchronized swimmer or something. Uh, I'm not really into the pool toys. I think I might try some out this winter, but you know, um, hand paddles, pole boys, fins, snorkels, certainly not necessary, but I think they all have their place during your training season. Um, but I've never really tried them out for a while. I mean, pole boys, yes, but beyond that, um, gear I've never really tried. So you, you tell me, am I missing out? Do you guys love your hand paddles so much? Do you guys swim with like water parachutes? For four sets, like, what is this gear I'm missing out on in the swim? Because beyond my wetsuit, my swim boy, and my nose plug, don't really use anything else. So there you have it. In a sport that is notorious for being expensive because of gear and tech, it turns out it's true. <laughs> if I add up the cost of all these things that I love, it probably is kind of expensive. But... Let me assure all of you that maybe we don't have 
the money for that. You'll be fine. My first decade of racing was with almost none of this stuff. And I was fine. I loved triathlon then. And just because I happened to make a bit more money in the last uh, 15 years so I can afford some of this stuff, that that's the only reason why I own it. Otherwise, if I didn't have much money, I'd be running barefoot with a with a Speedo on, right? Maybe I should edit that out. Nah, keep it in. Anyway, everyone, thanks for listening. That's the tech and gear I love. Please let me know the tech and gear that you love by emailing me at lonelytriathlete at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>